In this episode, we will be using BattleBards sound effects. Check them out, battlebards.com. And if you're signing up for a Prime account, be sure to use our code STACK to get a discount. Oh, my word. All right, are we ready to go? I guess. I don't know where we are. So, we going to do this or what? That's, That's the what, last thing you said. As you sit down at the table with Papa Nico. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I remember what's going on now. Okay. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm uh, exhausted and sweating and peeing my pants because I'm exhausting my charisma at this point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you have definitely been putting on a show. <laughs> Dimitri is, is trying not to be escorted off of the property. Okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting down eating food that I've just grabbed off the yeah, plate. You've yeah. grabbed some food, you've stuffed it in your face, and you're talking and eating at the same time. Okay, okay. All Thump right. is sitting at the table. He has he, slid the chair over yeah. and sat down. Tira has just had a successful intimidation check uh-huh. against Papa Nico. We well, should be set then, I think. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Okay. Before we get going, I have a five-star review <gasps> to share. Entitled Great DM Inspiration. This is from The Pocket Build Lover. Stack of Dice is my second favorite podcast ever, mainly because of all the inspiration it has given me. Creation Corner is my favorite part. It shows you how they have made the world pretty much just a great podcast overall. I take issue with that second favorite part, but. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> so who's your first favorite? <laughs> Bob Ross. <laughs> now that's a podcast. And then I'm like, bam. Who's going to be played by Owen Wilson? Oh, yeah, that's right. I don't well, know how I feel about it's, that. It's not 100% Bob Ross. It's like inspired by Bob Ross. So he's yeah. kind of doing a caricature oh, okay, of Bob okay. Ross. Before we get into the game proper, there's a couple things I want to go over. First of all, last time we went over some things you can do in combat. And I was unclear about a couple things. So I wanted to share those with you. First of all, you absolutely can use your turn in combat to help somebody to grant combat advantage to your, your teammate. So you can give up your turn effectively. Uh, for instance, Bash, if you wanted to, I don't know, make faces or pull someone's socks up high or something. Or imbue her weapon with psionic power. No, no, no. Yeah, no that's, that. that's different. Uh, you can be a distraction. You give up your turn to do this, and then she gets advantage on her next attack. When would I be able to imbue her like on your weapons turn. power? If you take your turn to instead use that ability, that takes your action to oh, do. Oh, okay. Yep. So you can do that. To add extra oomph to her hit. But that, would be waiting, but that would be waiting around to your turn. Yeah. Now, alternatively, Dimitri, for instance, could give up his turn to give her advantage. She would have advantage on the attack, and then you give you imbue her weapon. Why only Jeremy? Because he's a rogue? No. I, I'm using that example because you would still be able to use your action to imbue her weapon with extra damage. He would be granting advantage to her to make it easier for her to hit. So it's like doubling up effects. Right. I would have advantage and an imbued weapon. Right. You would have to alternate or work I'll together. just run it by you to see if we can do it or yeah, not. Yeah. You can also, this came up at the, toward the end of last episode. Michael, you asked if you could ready an action, and you absolutely can. I think you were aiming to do a mind thrust if something particular happened which would have been perfectly acceptable. Okay. Well, we weren't actually in initiative order. Yeah. There was no reason to ready it. You could do anything at any point. We weren't like in turn yeah. order. I think you said no because we had that argument before the podcast you were angry with, with me. I think that's why. <laughs> well, you talk bad about my kids. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. If you want to be watchful like that and ready in action, even if it's out of combat, that's, that's perfectly fine. Uh, and then if something happens, then you spring into action and you do whatever you said. So I just wanted to make those things clear. Otherwise, everything else I think we had pretty well right. Mm -hmm. We are going to return to an early feature of our podcast, 
one that uh, has recently gotten a lot of requests to return to. Backed so, by popular demand. Yep. We are going to begin our episodes with some questions to get you thinking like your characters. Uh, I had stopped it early on simply because it felt like I was just returning to the same questions or variations on a theme, and it just felt kind of stale and flat. So I, I eventually abandoned it in favor of the table talk. Now that we have people who are curious about things and want specific things answered, uh, we are soliciting those through our Discord. And so the questions, plural, that I am going to ask today are from listeners. Uh, so the first one is actually directed to Jeremy. Shibbywise on our Discord server asks, We know Tira and Michael's TTRPG experience. What is Jeremy's? So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your RPG experience? My my experience is minimal, actually. Uh, I've been interested in it, and because I have a good memory, I remember like lots of lore type stuff. Mm -hmm. But I've only kind of played here and there. I've played a few games. I generally tend to role play heavy, and uh, with my characters, which sometimes can be a frustration for some of the DMs who have tried to work with my characters. That's a shame. Well, a lot of people prefer the min-max style of yeah. playing versus the heavy role-play uh, style of playing. I generally work really hard to have all of the characters that I'm playing be themselves. Mm -hmm. And so if my character, for example, is not a planner, I don't have my character plan at all. If my character is more like what we have Dimitri, who is manipulative and a planner, that's what I play the character as the kinds of games that I've been involved in thus far have been a lot of homebrews. Mm -hmm. So I am overall very unfamiliar with a lot of the normal D and D tropes. I know a couple of town names. I, I don't know many of them. There are a lot of people who are quite familiar with certain spells or if they, if someone else is playing a kind of character, if they played them before, they're very familiar. It's like, oh, I know what he's doing. He's about to pull out whatever thing. I might not know that. And so for me, my favorite part of playing D&D is really rolling up an interesting character yeah. and playing that character to the, to the best of my ability. And you want to tell us just a little bit about yourself? Well, uh, personally, I, I, I know Rhett and Michael from our, uh, the fact that these, these are my brothers and my elders of the congregation at which I preach. And so I am a preacher. I talk for a living, which is weird because a lot of times I end up rolling up characters who don't speak a whole lot. <laughs> uh, Dimitri, actually the last two characters have been very different on that front. Yeah. I've played two loudmouth characters in a row. I don't know what will be after this, but, uh. But I certainly uh, don't use what I do to make it easy for me to write characters or put characters together. I try to put characters together who can be um, difficult to play in one way or another, um, but work within the, the team. Yeah, I will say I love flawed characters, characters that have built-in weaknesses that you can then use to enhance the roleplay experience. I just... Like if someone can't so stop much. reading a, stum a, a stupid muscle book. <laughs> Love that. That's great. You're stupid. Yeah, no. My book's not stupid. My book, flawed characters are great because they add a lot of three kind of three dimensional three dimensionality to the game, but also 
to have characters who work within the group that you have because every character is a piece of the team. And if you have one character that is more the obsession of the player and not someone who's going to cooperate with everybody else who's playing, that I think makes the whole thing not very fun, makes the whole game not very fun. Yeah. Well, good. And so far you've enjoyed Dimitri. Oh, he's been a lot of fun to play. Yeah. Very, very different from my previous character. I think everyone has appreciated his addition. So thank you for joining us. And thank you for bringing Dimitri to life through your actions. I, I think he's made a big impact already in the story and we're looking forward to much more. Second question. This one is from Brandon who asks what's, and I presume this is asking the question of the characters and not the players. What's the longest you ever went without speaking and why? So as you answer this, answer in the form of your character, or at least speaking about your character. Meredith, why don't we start with of Tira? Course. <laughs> longest she ever went without... I mean, she hasn't spoken much in this last game or two as... Bash and Dimitri have taken the lead in the Papa Nico <laughs> There's meeting. not been much room for her to speak. Yeah. yeah. And I already kind of talked about that during the game last time about how I really appreciated Bash taking a leading role because it seems like Tira is always expected to be the leader, which is appropriate, I think. Certainly between her and Bash is where the only two original party members left is the more outspoken and dominant personality so it makes sense that she would take charge mm -hmm. uh, i'm trying so to in think in the course back. of the game yeah, yeah. in the course of the game you you've had periods where you've spoken more spoken less but it doesn't have to be within the framework of our game it could be i mean as a child or i mean oh, great. Ma making something I have, up. To, I have to make up history for not her? necessarily um, well i mean perhaps she went silent for a bit after the after the delve collapse there you go uh, she <laughs> She went on a darkness retreat for four days like Aaron Rodgers. No, I could, we could say that she uh, secluded herself for two days and nights. Yeah, so a morning period. Yeah, and or three days. Three days and nights, yeah. yeah, after the delve collapse. Okay. I and see. that's how she was able to gather strength to then liaise between the dwarves and the humans okay. as they were trying to rebuild their lives. And maybe it was Chiswick that teased you out. <laughs> Uh, not not to try and do anything, but, uh, you know, he, he yeah. desperately needed somebody. So your father was obviously in a bad place. He was. And so... Um, and a, clearly a worse place than I even knew at the time. Maybe playing on your, your sense of responsibility mm -hmm. and your obvious folk hero tendencies yeah. helped you to pull yourself out. Yeah, I could see that. Absolutely. Good call. Womberbash. I'm going to say six months, and the only reason why after six months of not saying anything is because as I was chopping wood, a piece of wood fell on my, on my foot, and I said, ow. <laughs> but it was probably went back, back in the very beginning when I was in the forest, and I didn't interact yeah. with humans at all. Right. Uh, I really had no need to speak, so I didn't really say anything. Yeah, I figured that's where you would go. And how about Dimitri? What is the Never. longest he has been without speaking? Never. <laughs> <laughs> Easily four years. I mean, that's on, that's on the, that's on the, were you in jail or something or like, that's, that's, that's on, maybe we should hold off on further details on the conservative <laughs> side, probably about four years. Wow. Well, I, I detect a mild spoiler alert there for some reason. Okay. And we'll, we'll get to that eventually. With all that said, oh boy, are we ready? 
Yes. I suppose. That sounds like fun. I am <laughs> Rhett, the Dungeon Master. Stackers, thank you for joining us around the table as we continue our ongoing 5th edition D&D adventure. I am joined by... Meredith as Tira Ironstag. Michael, the Wamberbash Benson Mum. Jeremy as Dimitri Langenbeef. Who is ready to tell a story? I am. Me. Let's go. Follow a band of intrepid friends as they seek to understand the world changing around them, and as they work together to face a growing evil. Enter a world of adventure and mystery in Bardalon. Previously on Stack of Dice. Well, Tira's not going to have any reason to look up from the book until, I guess, Dimitri walks back in the room. Well, then you move on to that satisfying crunch, ripping into the most impressive abs. Mm. Do we have any food here? Uh, Look in the cabinet over there. There's nothing in here. It's true. Uh, There are. There's no food here. It's just a bunch of things to make food. We created a a bit of a power vacuum in town, and there is a new group who has stepped into that vacuum. There are good and bad parts of this. The Caligalis family has come up, and Papa Nico would like to meet with you. So when we enter, eventually, it's you, Thump, then Tira, and I'm in the back. And actually, Thump is the first one out the door. He swings the door open, and he just steps out, and he stands on the stoop with his hands mm. on his hips, and he is... He had to dump down, right? He did, and then he's just standing straight up. Like, hey, can we make it to where he's sort of a little hunched most of the time, but now he's standing up straight, and then we even noticed. Papa Nico, it is wonderful. Stop right there. He nods with his head to two of the men that are standing lookout. They come over and they, they say something in Kasarin and hold out their hands, weapons, and then they point at a table that is well away from where Papa Nico is sitting. He is definitely affected by your words and he quails visibly. So noticing the effect on him, she is just really going to lean into that stare and maybe like sneer a little bit and show some teeth and just really she enhance the effect. Real big stare. Uh-huh. At this point, Thump releases the table, drags a chair, and sits down. Nice! And Bash is like, so, are we doing this or not? (laughs) Thump slides the chair over, sits down heavily in it. The wood of the chair creaks as he shifts his weight to get comfortable. He leans forward on the table, elbows pressed down, and the table again tips in his direction, sending some of the dishes there sliding toward him just the slightest bit. Tira, you are standing behind him, one hand on his shoulder, perhaps. You are off to the side, actually, so that you can be visible, but your face is contorted with anger. And then somewhere in the background with the faint smell of mushrooms is Dimitri. And Thump stares at Papa Nico, who, again, is white as a sheet. You do notice, well, who who has the highest passive perception? Definitely Dimitri. Okay. The first wisps of a heavy fog are beginning to roll in from the sea. And so that is starting to obscure things. It's, it's not anything big, but definitely out, out to sea, uh, it's getting pretty thick with heavy fog. Uh, you, Nico, Nico, Lunk, go inside. 
<laughs> he doesn't want them to see him knuckle under. Uh-huh. They look concerned, and with several awkward glances over their shoulders as they pass by the table, they see you not even looking at them. You're paying them no heed. They're walking behind you to get inside, and they are very slow about it. But as they go inside, uh, you hear them start to raise their voices a bit as they are talking to Mariam and the server, who is also ducked back inside. But then their voices fade away. Womberbash reaches over and grabs something else. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. Um, did one of the guards who was holding Dimitri go inside as well? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, all, all three, so the, the three Nikos and Lunk are now inside. Dimitri makes a great show of brushing off his clothes. It's about time, thank you. With the lackeys inside, Papa Nico basically crumples. I, I do not know what you want me to do or to say. He sighs heavily, he sags in his seat, and he says, what, what do you want from me? Well, the good news is, Pop Nico, the shackle biters are hoping to make sure they hold... Point of order. Is it shackle biters or shackle breakers? I because thought it was it sh- every- shank grabbers or something like that. <laughs> every other sentence, every, every other yeah. sentence has no, been. It, it was originally it was the shackle it was the shackle biters. It became shackle breakers when she was saying. No, no, no. we were editing this week and did I start with shackle it was so, breakers? You, you, you start with shackle biters mm-hmm. and then some or not thump. Bash said something ir- irrelevant to that. And then in your very next sentence, you said, the shackle breakers. And it, but see, the, the thing we is, do it all. Funny. We break them. And we it went, them it went we back just, and forth. Everyone, it's breaking the bottom. It went back and forth. So I, I, mean, I think that's actually kind of a funny thing sure. yeah. that we can't even get our own names that's straight. And, and, and Papa and Nico hasn't even noticed it He hasn't it yet. picked up on it's it, like, so it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't yeah. matter. He is completely... Yeah. Flummoxed. At yeah, this point. he's he's just so. Okay, yeah. so uh, yeah, just to, just to make you aware, we've been flip flopping between the two. So it really pretty doesn't much matter. Whichever which one comes out, whichever one comes out, just, just yeah. say okay. it. It, it was completely made up. That was yeah, fun. just yeah, keep yeah. it up. Keep it up. Shackle biters <laughs> and breakers. Let's go. The shackle biters actually want to make sure you are have a power base behind you. They have been involved in many other crime families in different places, uh, making sure that things continue as they are. The the big goal in this case is we're trying to make a more even-handed society that makes sure that our uh, that people like our friend Thump here have uh, more rights than they do in other places. Karavi can be his head face. just goes right down onto the table and he starts crying. He pounds the table a couple times. Hey, keep on going. We want Karavi to be the face of a new kind of society, and you, Papa Nico, can be a big part of this by making sure that we have uh, removed some of the other crime families that just wouldn't pay attention. And they paid the price. They paid the price, Papa Nico. You can have this kind of support behind you. You talk about paying the price. Just by talking to you, I am basically a dead man. Go, uh, tell me, tell me what I must do. I, I have given myself over. I am dead. Dead from what, Papniko? By talking with an upstart faction, for one. In the presence of slaves, for two. He will know. You speaking about the Karopolis family putting uh, pressure on you? No, no, not at all. Who is the he? Osimiris. I'm just joking. <laughs> 
he's the head of the crime, 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 crime. <laughs> no joke. <laughs> he's the Don. He leans in close and he whispers in your ear. The eel. Well, that's not good. What did the, he say? Well, it seems that Papa Nico... It seems that we've got a bigger problem than just Papa Nico. It seems that Papa Nico is not the only person who needs to understand the importance of the Shacklebiters. Sit, sit, all of you, come close. Must not be heard. Who would hear us? There are ears and eyes everywhere. Yeah, you especially, Dimitri, know this. Uh, You have heard whispers of this eel. You know some very terrible things, and it's hard to separate fact from fiction. Uh, He has definitely built a reputation. It is not someone that you want to meet. The stories of the eel are frightening. These are the kinds of stories that the the members of the crime families tell their children. Keep your voice down. So that they behave. How long have you been involved with the eel? Involved? He has involved me. And my family. And every other crime family here on Yukonos. His eyes are everywhere, through any number of informants. Perhaps the women in there? Perhaps my own men? I do not know. If I step out of line one foot, my family dies. He expects absolute obedience. And if I stray the slightest, my family's life is forfeit. What is it that he is expecting you to do that you can't stray from? I I don't understand. To maintain the status quo. Regarding slaves specifically? Slaves are a part of it, but only a small part. Crime must have its place here, according to him. He has things arranged just so, to keep us at enmity with each other, perhaps, to fatten his own purse, to serve some purpose that I am not even aware of. He seems to work for someone even larger than him. There's always a bigger eel. (laughs) Eel's always bigger on the other side. (coughs) Papa Nico, as powerful as the eel is, I have not heard of any group. I have not heard of any movement as strong and as fierce as the Shacklebiters. If this is a problem, then you have not heard of the Reaver. Yeah, we heard of that guy. (laughs) (laughs) He ain't nothing. (laughs) No. We Um, eat Reavers for breakfast. (laughs) You eat Reavers for breakfast? (laughs) Actually, yeah. All right, let me take that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What What do you know about the Reaver? On this island, not much. We are away from most everything. But I do know, I hear through trade ships, much trouble, death, destruction on the mainland. A bendele across the water, destroyed by Reaver's armies. We do not wish the same to come on us. Is the eagle an extension of the Reaver's power? As far as we know, he is one of his captains, although it sounds like 
They have been falling steadily. Where is the eel? He and his fleet left days ago. Out of nowhere. They do not share with us what they are doing. But when they left, we felt free. Out from under the thumb, the shadow. And then I felt alive for the first time in a long time. We know the reaver. You? You? The, the Shacklebiters are quite familiar with a lot of the world powers. They come from outside. Uh, they have their fingers involved in a lot of different things. Papa Nico, I understand the delicate position in which you find yourself, understanding that there, uh, there are requirements on you, uh, changing society for the better, making things different from forever. You said you felt alive for the first time. I want you to feel alive for all time. Good line. The ankle biters. The Shacklebiters. <laughs> The ankle biters. <laughs> Stupid kids. The, an- the ankle breakers. The ankle breakers. <laughs> the shackle biters have held up many people who stand against oppressive forces, and you don't have to do anything different for the time being. If we understand there's been pressure put on you, then you helping us be the eyes and ears here on the ground in Karavi can certainly help us get to where we want so that we can break the chain of power that goes all the way to the reaver even through the eel. I see. So that means slave trade can continue. If slave trade... Slave trade will not be able to be overturned in, in one day. That one is a relief. Week. No offense. And he gives a somewhat hard look at Thump. We have long-term goals. And long-term goals take a long time to accomplish. As someone who is quite familiar with the inner workings of the ugly slave trade. It's not going to happen overnight. But the shackle biters have made it their mission to change everything as long as it takes. And if that means taking people out of power who need to be taken out, that is something that they are quite ready to do. Maintaining appearances will be an important part of your work. We will be actively working to follow this all the way up. Papa Nico, if you can make sure that we have a friendly ear here in town and make sure that uh, that we know what we can do. Let's change this. Let's change this forever. But I don't want Thump to have any trouble while we're here. So I will do this, but you will need to appear as though you work for me. I will absolutely do what I need to do to make sure that you stay in power. If you can help us out, then you staying where you are is the best course of action. We couldn't deal with the Karopolis family. They decided they didn't want to play a ball, so we removed them. Caligalis, if they're going to stay and help us out, they can absolutely maintain their place. Then perhaps that is hope. How much do Lunk and the Nikos know? Not much. Good, we'll keep it that way. Because I do not know that I can trust them. Absolutely. We'll do what we can to make sure that this, this maintains. I appreciate this conversation, Papa Nico, and I appreciate your time with us. Uh, if you will do me one last favor. What might that be? You, he points at Thump, go ahead and stand over there. All right, boys, you may come out. Does Thump, does Thump get up and walk over? Yeah, Thump okay. gets up from the table. He goes and stands at the north end of the patio to make it appear that he was not a part of this conversation mm-hmm. the whole time. I just cannot be seen. As the, as the men come out, I cannot be seen to be mm-hmm. in party with slaves. So Thump's going to go stand over there. Yes. Away. Mm-hmm. 
what is Tira's response to Thump being told to go stand over there? Um, don't like it, but feels the tension between his family's in danger, and Tira doesn't like any innocence being in danger. She doesn't like Thump being treated being treated ill. She doesn't like to hear that an innocent wife and children are in danger. So she will hold that tension and play the long game, but her face is hard. And actually, before the men come out, he does whisper urgently, would you stand ready to take my family away from you, Hilos? That we can absolutely do. We have people who can absolutely help them get off the island. They cannot go far, but I think to get them away from here would be most helpful. There is Borayan to the north and Hinotion to the south. Hinotion has the advantage of being less inhabited and therefore easy to hide to find cover. Borayan to the north, much more fabulous and wealthy, but fewer people, and perhaps not where one would expect to find Caligalis. If Dimitri has been kind of paying attention to the time, with a high passive perception, mm-hmm. obviously, he yeah. would be knowing that. You start to feel some tingling. Yeah. This was a great conversation. I, I appreciate you uh, taking it. We, we have to go now. We have another uh, uh, very urgent meeting. Uh, Tira, it's uh, Papa Nico. I appreciate it. We're very glad. Nico, Nico, Nico. Lunk, outside now. And the men come outside. And they stream through the door and then stand around the table at a respectful distance. <laughs> As you begin to push back from the table, mm-hmm. we are, we are, uh, it was a wonderful meeting. Thank you very much for being with us. We're uh, very glad to be working with you. Tara, we need to get going. Um, I need to specifically, uh, specifically leave. We need our weapons. Tara is going to walk they over walk the table. They walk over. I pick up my how, weapons. How close is the table with weapons? About on? 10 feet away. Okay. Yep. I um, pick up my Dimitri stuff. Dimitri is going to head over to the table, grab I'm out them, the tent, and try to duck down the alley. Does he make it? You are able to grab your swords and daggers off the table. As that happens, you feel the last shreds of your spell slip away. Your back is to everyone, but you immediately appear much shorter, or a little shorter. But you are hunched down, feeling it happening. You are able to make your way around. Let's do one quick stealth check to beat a DC of... Everyone or just him? Just him. Okay. Just just me. A DC of 15. (gasps) <gasps> you have a luck point or something or no, initiative? I, I, well, I do have he has in, inspiration. I, I have inspiration. Okay. So I'm going to use the inspiration that I have to try to do this again. Um, I, well, I can't roll lower than a 10 on that one. And you said this is a stealth check? Yes. Okay, so so 10. Well, I mean, I rolled an 18. Okay. Easy. Yeah. You, that first one was a one. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> oh, well, that's, that's one other thing I've been mentioning to or meaning to share with you. The only time 20s and 1s are critical success or failure is in combat. Outside of that, on a skill check, it's just whatever the number well, that is. that doesn't now, make it very fun. Now, we can absolutely house rule that and keep that the same. I think we should be consistent. Unfortunately, I think we should be consistent with the way we played for the last four years. Yeah. We can continue with that where a 1 is a success or a failure automatic and a 20 is a success. It makes but it more fun, right? By to me, yeah. Um, because like even on non-combat stuff, if you're interacting and you roll a one and you utterly fail, I mean that's 
But the thing is, uh, with a one, let's say you have a plus 12 to whatever it is that you're checking. You still have a chance of succeeding. I see. I see. Basically, your proficiency then becomes the correcting. Unless we count a one as if you get a one, though, you don't even add anything to it. It is just a failure, which is kind of how we've been treating it anyway. Like a two, from two up, you can add all your stuff. Well, if it was an automatic failure, I'm glad I used the inspiration (laughs) point. But like I said, I still can't roll lower than a 10. Yeah. Yeah. So. And even with a one. Your reliable talent, I believe, takes over. Would it, would it, would it allow on that oh, case? Okay. Well, I burned it either way because I said I burned yeah, it. So okay. I will go ahead and burn that inspiration point. You uh, duck around the corner, and absolutely, you you know that any shield between you and the world around you is gone. I have a question though. Does that spell was that for everyone or just him? In other words, he just was still him. he was still he was still intimidated by everything that occurred. Absolutely. Okay. I think okay. basically his polyjuice potion just wore off. Is what's okay. going on here? Okay. Okay. <laughs> You have effectively screened Dimitri from Papa Nico and the rest of his gang. That that also helped with your escape. Uh, and so you're at the table taking more time to pick up your belongings. Yeah, you clattering, have, making a lot of noise. You had quite a bit to oh, drop Oh, if off. that's the case, I'm going to do something. Yeah. I'm going to look over at the servant. Was it a servant girl who brought the food? She, is our, she has since gone inside. Is there any servant anywhere near this, uh, this food No, area? they're both inside. They are watching from a safe distance inside the building but they're looking at you. I'm going to look at him and say, hey, uh, can I get this packed up? <laughs> I want some food packed up. Mariam and the server look at each other and they both nod and they come bustling out and they have stuff packed up okay. in minutes while you're getting your stuff fitted back Excellent. into place. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so you have a nice basket of fresh cooked breads, meats, vegetables, all sorts of stuff. Thank you. It is a picnic basket. <laughs> <laughs> and you are fully stocked for the next hour. Got it. I think that adds to it, right? Like, I'm not worried at all. And at the end, I'm like, I, I need this food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can I get I this to go? Back up. Tira will back towards the entrance to the alley, I guess, that Dimitri ducked into. Will incline her head towards Papa Nico in an apparent respectful gesture, but her face is still like, with a hard face, but with an inclined head, and then turns and... Uh, nod to thump to precede her out the door way. Papa Nico gives a very subtle wink, but then he waves Mm -hmm, with his hand, mm -hmm. like, go, be gone. He's already talking to his henchmen again. I would love to hear what that conversation is about. Mm -hmm. Between them and how it works, like, I was just toying around with them. To the henchmen, the henchmen's like, man, you look like a punk. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You come around the corner of the building of the dubious dinghy towards the alley where you first came out. Mm-hmm. Have you waited for them in the shadows or have you um, so, uh, so they're on the main main road? I guess I should draw a map of this area at some yeah. point. But, 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 but one of the main drags, because one yeah. way down that goes to the, to the main marketplace yes. and the other way goes toward, our, and toward in fact, the, the hidden hotel. You're reminded and Thump actually starts to head wistfully in that direction. Oh. He looks back with a question mark. Perfume smell. Mm. Is this is this cloak is this cloak ready? Stuff it like that. It should be by it's, now. It's also post midnight though. It's, well, been it's, three it's weeks. called the midnight. It's called the midnight market. <laughs> We've only been on this thing for three weeks. <laughs> no, I mean I dropped I dropped off the cloak in the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so it's, it's done. Right. And he called it the midnight market in the very first episode that featured this place. So I think it's open all night. Oh, your cloak thump. I almost said bash again. I don't know why I keep wanting to interchange you guys' <laughs> names. Oh, your cloak thump. It's got to be ready by now, but where's Dimitri? 
And she's going to look both ways Man, up Jared, and down. Man, you have to try alley. this olive stuff. It's really good. Later. He's got one hand in the basket. He's just I am definitely around. doing that. <laughs> uh, there is a strong skunk smell in the air as though Thump is calling out for Dimitri. I don't know that it reaches quite to where you are. Well, Dimitri would have left. I don't know that Dimitri would have been super happy to meet up with them immediately. So I don't know that Dimitri would have, would have waited. Okay. It's the three of you then. Yeah, Tira looks up and down the alleyway. I don't see any sign of him. Where, where did he run off to him? What was going on at the end there? He seemed in a massive hurry to leave. The night retains its mysteries. Hmm. What, would my, would my um, new thingamabob be ready? Or no, not yet. Oh, your tunic. Yeah, yeah you, tunic. You had ordered a specialized tunic. That may also be ready. Okay. I don't see him anywhere. Thump is starting to walk off into the what is, market. Yeah. What oh, is yeah, going the, on here? We have stuff over there, I think. We, we could get it, I think. Now, Let's right? go. Pe- we're, we're near enough now. Okay. We might as well go pick them up. What was going on? That was, that was really, really odd. I didn't like it. I can't believe you took charge like that, though, Bash. That was amazing. I peed twice. <laughs> well, we better go get your new tunic then. All right. We head off towards the, the market to pick those things up. All right. You come to the booth where the tailor is. And uh, as you step up to the booth, he smiles broadly. Ah, welcome, welcome, welcome. I have it. It, it is here. And he goes through bolts of cloth and there's cloth spilling this way. And that is he's going, ah, yes, yes, here it is. Ooh, who is this is for? Ah. The trained eye of the tailor is looking at the dimensions of Thump and sees, yeah, this is what I made this these alterations for. Here, you give it to. Uh, yes, absolutely. I, I ought to be the one to present this. And she just takes it and drops the, I forget the goal, how much he said. Uh, let's make it five. I don't know. Five copper? <laughs> yeah, right. Five gold. Not here. <laughs> Not for this thing, because it was like magic cloth. You shake it open to hand it to him, and it shimmers out, falls very still very quickly. It has been turned into what amounts to a surcoat. Okay. It's a sleeveless, larger garment that is made to fit over armor, and as Thump takes it carefully, he cradles it in his arms. There is a puff of rose. (sighs) (laughs) With a hint of mint, (laughs) which is different than the rose with a hint of chamomile. Oh my goodness, real quick. So I just started working at the new, there's a Bath and Body Works, a new Bath and Body Works over here, and I work there now. Okay. So I just started yesterday, and we were going around trying to fill an online order, and it was for something that was eucalyptus and spearmint was the name of it. Well, I found something that said eucalyptus and mint, and I was like, oh, is this it? And she's like, no, 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 it's a different one. I'm like, so we have eucalyptus mint. And eucalyptus spearmint? And they, yeah, and they're probably exactly <laughs> like, the same I don't way. like, how that's are these different? Thing. But I thought, really? They're, they're not the same, huh? Okay, I'm, I'm all doing, right. I'm doing the thump thing again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Slightly different esters. Yeah, I guess so. I thought, okay. Now, what, right. what, what abilities does this cloak have, right? It's got something. I guess we'll find out. Okay. For we, now. We know not. Thump holds it in his arms. The moon is waning, but it still gives us. The cloth falls in shimmering waves, and the stars are picked out on it in bright silver. He takes it, and he slides it over his head and his arms, and it settles into place just so, and he twirls, or not twirls. He twirls. <laughs> Make him twirl. La, la, la. <laughs> Thump twirls. He turns and feels the mobility in it, 
starts moving a little more vigorously. <laughs> we need a video for that. <laughs> Feels mobility in it. <laughs> and then he stands up even straighter and takes in a breath. And there is a very happy smile on his face, a toothy grin. Uh huh. As he looks down at the three of you, or at the two of you. All right, Tira deposits the five gold on the countertop. Thank you very much. This is very fine work. Come back. The, the gold is gone as soon as it hits. Uh, yeah. <laughs> now, you, you already got your fancy axe, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Dimitri yeah. brought that back for her. Oh, okay. However, <laughs> your tunic and the water skins are still. Okay, yeah, let's go, yeah. Get, let's go get those junks. <laughs> well, you owe me five gold. Crack <laughs> <laughs> me up, man. <laughs> you make your way through the crowd. The crowd parts at the sight of all three of you with very determined looks on your faces. Not to mention thump with this cloak on. Exactly, exactly. And again, it's a surcoat, so it's just, Mm -hmm. uh, if you imagine what a Knight Templar Mm -hmm. would have looked like, it's very much like that. And you make your way through. The booth has been rebuilt, but there was an empty one next to it, and so the owner has basically moved his equipment to that and done some of the work there. The tunic is ready. The water skins are ready. Okay, so uh, Bash puts his picnic picnic basket down, walks in, and just derobes. Just takes all his clothes Sounds off. Sounds right. And then I pick up the new tunic and put it over my head and tie the straps on either side. Your charisma dropped by two for about... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, and I, I just kind of move around or whatever. This is good. This is nice. It, it feels good, Tira. And I just put Thump the... twirls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then looks at you. You should twirl. <laughs> no, but um. So then I put the I put the rest of my stuff on and grab my thing, and I'm about to. I'm like I'm not paying attention to to paying, so I just yeah. I'm I'm hoping you took the crusty one and just tossed it in the furnace. I just dropped it on the floor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tira looks apologetically at the some mice run out of your old gun. T- <laughs> <laughs> An interesting uh, t- smell happens when I de yeah, 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 yeah. Pew. <laughs> um, Tira looks apologetically. Would you mind very much disposing of these garments for us? I suppose I could fit in hazardous material disposal. <laughs> no, for an extra fee. Yeah, yeah no, she'll, she'll tip. She's going to tip yeah. him something. Um, again, don't remember what we, what we agreed on, but... I will do it for no less than 17 gold. What? Custom tunic, leather? Oh, okay. Leather? I thought you meant the disposal was 17. I'm like, good night, dude. All told, 17 seems fair. Seems unfair. <laughs> yeah, well. Okay, at this point now, Tira is eager to maintain the goodwill. Having, mm-hmm. after that discussion, uh, keeping up appearances and keeping in with everybody, being seen as magnanimous. Mm-hmm. Being in a fight that destroyed his previous... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> she um, going to round up yeah. to 20. Listen, I've got I've got forty seven hundred gold. Don't say that out loud. I'm Tara. not saying I'm it just out joking. loud. I'm, I'm so joking. Like, I think we can afford twenty five gold. Ba- know, Bash is already told. actually with yeah. the basket in hand, looking mm. around to see if there's any like grilled lamb or something. Oh, there absolutely is. Yeah, there are smells all over this marketplace. The smells of yogurt, dill, tzatziki, <laughs> dolma, spanakopita, <laughs> baklava. Yeah. Absolutely. There's balaclavas there I could buy, I could wear. Yeah. There, there are, you did pass a uh, a vendor who had honeycomb Ooh. in the wooden trays, and so that's dripping. I'm going to get some. Yeah. Of course you are. And keep some of it in my beard for later. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds about right. Already your tunic is about on par with the previous one. <laughs> okay. So you have everything you need. Uh, if you want to buy the honey, that's going to be five silver. Well, let's make it three silver. 
But it's a fair, fairly good amount. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. Uh, in fact, you bought one of the cases of yeah. it. I'll take a case. Then it'll, be, it'll be like wrapped in like a wax paper yeah, or something. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, having gotten all those things, I think we should just head back to the apartment. Okay. There's nothing more for us to do here and now, and we need to find Dimitri and find out what is going on. Do you know how to get back? Because I can't remember. It's better. We've gone, yeah, we've gone back and forth two or three times okay. now. And you were a little more aware on the way here mm-hmm. than you had been the first time. There was a little less confusion, so your DC has dropped considerably to a 12. Okay. So make that a, uh, what was that again? Survival. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. survival check Survival. Before. And you can do that with advantage because Bash is there. Oh, okay. Unless you don't need to. No, no I mean, she I'll, needs to. I'll do it and see. Well, okay, that, that helps a little bit, so 19. Okay, yeah. And in fact, at this point, the DC drops away. Yeah, because I'm, I'm proficient in survival. So yeah, even, uh, yeah, even with not. the nine that yeah. I originally rolled, I, probably, I still would have hit it, but so that's fine. And why don't you go ahead and take one more exploration point for the city of Karavi? All righty. What kind of a point? Exploration, but I mean, oh. it's just an oh, experience point. <laughs> How far out of the market are they at this point since they're heading that way? Oh, he's going to intercept us in the alley and attack us. <laughs> Give me all your gold. <laughs> yeah. Go honey. Yeah, <laughs> not the honey. Uh, they are just heading on to the central road street north out of the marketplace. Madam, uh, it, if it would be a help, I can help you uh, possibly get to where you're going. I know this area fairly well. Do you need a guide? Who's this dude? <laughs> uh, I'm assuming he appears to be an old man. Uh not really clear. Uh, mm. Old of, woman, actually. Lots of lots of rags. Uh, yeah. Not a whole lot of uh, not a whole lot of figure available. Uh, yeah. Gloves, boots. Yeah. Um, kind of stooped over. Tira is surprised to be approached as they are heading out of the main area. I I, I think that your friend Dimitri would like you to follow. Mm-hmm. I think your friend Dimitri would like you to follow me. How do you? He's a friend of mine. He's been my friend for a good long time. Can I see any of your face? Um, you can see a little bit. Uh, I, there's a lot of cloth there, too. Right. But his eyes are visible. Eyes, okay. Yeah. Tira's going to stare fairly intently into his eyes. They are gold. Tira and, and Dimitri sitting in a tree. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> his, his eyes are gold, and what you can see of his skin is it's a it's a... It's hard to see in the light. It is yeah, dark, yeah. but it looks weirdly reddish. <gasps> Ooh. <laughs> German's like, it's fine. I got it. That's good. <laughs> okay. Tira looks intently. She's trying to uh, detect deception. you're going to, I know a good easy way to get there. Dimitri told me uh, that being quiet was important. Dimitri? If you want to do a perception check, an yeah. active perception check, you can. <laughs> Fourteen. Why don't you give me a... Persuasion? No. Um, Deception? Arcana <laughs> check. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> like and this will, gauge, this will gauge the effectiveness of your disguise. All right. That's cool. Um, I don't get proficiency on that one. Um, Neither did I. The one no. thing he doesn't get proficiency. No, in. no. I just saw that he's maxed out on charismo. Fourteen. We match. Fourteen and fourteen. That means 
you actually see through the disguise, but only just. Only just. Okay, so because she only just sees through it, she's not really necessarily going to trust her instinct on that. But in her own head, she's thinking, I think this is Dimitri. So holding his gaze, narrow her eyes. It would be beneficial for you to follow me. That way we can get there faster. Lead on. (laughs) No, not Aerosmith. Okay, sorry. So... (laughs) More like walk this way. Okay. No, yeah. Walk this way. No. Uh, so kind of leaned over and, and not moving easily. Yeah. Reaching picks a side alley to start going down. Okay. You guys going to follow? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Are we being followed or something? A couple of steps down the alley, the humped over figure kind of stands up a little bit straighter. I didn't want to be seen. Let's go ahead and make sure we get to the apartment. I have uh, a long conversation to have. Is it, is it still dangerous? Like, what why are we it's going, going to be, on? We have just picked a fight with the eel. We need to get back to the apartment. Okay. <sighs> okay, in her mind, Tara's thinking, but the eel is under the reaver, and we've already been dealing with the reaver. How bad can it be? And supposedly the eel is gone. Dimitri does not know any of that. I know you don't, yeah, but that's yeah, also yeah. I'm like, in her head, she's like, what's the big, she's like, the eel, who cares? We have been dealing directly with the reaver and his servants for weeks now. <laughs> for days. <laughs> From Dimitri's standpoint, mm-hmm. the eel yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, the, yeah, yeah. is the big, mm-hmm. is the big bad. Right, he, right. He's the, he's like the, the secret terrible thing that like okay. may or may not exist, but we're scared of him anyway. Okay. Let's head back to the apartment, but why so much subterfuge? Ugh. The element of surprise will help us. Again, oh, Dimitri's not... Like, yeah, he's up. not yeah, Dimitri-faced, yeah. Yeah, he's still covered in stuff. Okay, off we go. About ten minutes of winding through alleys, and you make your way to the front stoop of the apartment where you have established your temporary headquarters. And you head inside, up the dim stairway, and into the quiet embrace of your apartment what time is it it's about one in the morning okay bash walks in do you guys want any food yeah throw me some of that lamb i haven't eaten in a while okay i'm just gonna push the bag the basket over uh-huh. i lay down and i immediately fall asleep uh, when we walk in the door the call of the book grabs tira's attention uh-huh. she has the, the lamb but she <gasps> she Yeah, you left it open. You left it open and the page catching your eye says, the top 10 secrets for the ideal form. Number nine will make your jaw drop. I thought I had the ideal form, but I guess I can always improve number. What's number nine? And she switches quickly and she drops down on the pillow. Thump walks in and settles down in his chair. He wearily sits down, but he also... In spite of the tiredness that is apparent in his form, he is marveling at the play of light from outside on his new surcoat, and a gentle honeysuckle smell fills the room. So, Bash is asleep, she's reading, and he's sitting in the window looking at his coat? Yes. Okay, well, Dimitri's gonna back out, not say anything. Okay. You're gonna leave? Yeah. Okay. Then that's where we're gonna end this episode. Again, I wasn't entirely sure how everything was going to go, but I think it all worked out the way are you ever that made sense. Sure no, I can't go. be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not with players. And so let's go with... Oh, man. What do you think? Uh, two or three? Probably about seven. Seven? <laughs> then three. Yeah. <laughs> three experience points each. And let's hear it for the Norse battle. 
I think this, uh, this was a Dimitri episode. Yeah, this is a definitely really. a Dimitri episode. Like yeah. I, I honestly, I said like what five things. Uh, I, I think, I think Dimitri should get some for obviously what he negotiated. I have no idea what's he, what he's doing. Yeah. Uh, other than I do appreciate the fact that he's trying to get rid of the slavery issue here. Mm-hmm. But there's got to be some other angle he's working because you know. He's oh, going to be, sure li- he's gonna be there living there. I was going to so. say, say, for sure there is because he is staying here. Last time I was like, what's going to happen after we're gone? He's like, you don't need to worry about that. <laughs> so he's clearly doing like, I mean, maybe not completely selfishly or, or um, what's the word I'm looking for? Nefariously, but he's, he's working some kind of I do of also angle. like the way he uses his abilities. Um, yeah. They're pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I think if I had to create a character, I would create a character like that one. Nice. Seriously. Let's go with three. Anything else? Tira deciding, uh, okay, so two things. Tira deciding that the marketplace was close by and then saying, you know, and then listening to what Thump was kind of leaning and then just going that direction. I think that, that was that was good because it, it from a storytelling art, yeah, I think it works. Yeah, get our stuff back. <laughs> get your stuff back, right? It was just convenient. I thought that was really good. Um, the And the worrying about the food thing. Yeah, I think is all in the case of Bash is also important for the development of his character. Yeah. But at the same time, I find it funny that the doing the things that your character would do also undercuts any kind of super heroic storytelling situation. <laughs> we get Very back true. to the apartment. Super what do they do? at the market. Yeah. Uh, well, he goes to sleep. She reads a book and he's playing with a cloak. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's what we're going to do. Now, it is not always easy to play strictly within what you're the the requirements of the mm-hmm. character. Bash is gonna go to sleep. Yeah. He doesn't care. If Tyr left the book open, she's gonna have to read it. Yeah. So those are difficult things to do, but they are within the character yeah. because you don't want them to necessarily do those things. You know. It's feeling like the conversation you said we had to have can wait. Look, we're back we got our stuff back, we're back at the apartment. We can talk about all this later. Nothing's happening. You, supposedly status quo is being held. So what's the rush? So I would say... It, 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 um, take the, one each. Yeah. Okay. Those were, I think, were purple. And I'm going to take two for Thump just yeah. because Please. he finally has his clothing. Yes. Can't wait to find out what this, what's so special about it. Other than it's just, you know, pretty and nice. What do you have in the end? I have, as far as what we got for today, yep. I've got five so far. Okay. Because he gave us one exploration and then three in general, and then he just gave us each one. Okay. I, I got this five over here, but I think I've already added that in. Very oh, likely. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So let's get a recap. Tira is 26 points into level 14. Excellent. Wamberbash is 29 points into level 14. Are you sure? I had 24, and then I had oh, five. I thought you said 29 last time. See, I think it is 29. That five was what I didn't yeah. add in. Okay. Okay, so let me... So you actually me, have 34. Man, you try to take one. All right. Uh, Wamberbash is 34 points into level 14. And Dimitri, Dimitri is 53 points into level 12. Excellent. Thank you, Sackers, for joining us. As more happens in the city of Karavi and more developments occur, there's still more to go and more to discover about this mysterious place and person, but we'll get to that next time right here at Stack of Dice. Why would some go, someone go cycling in this weather? Because <laughs> they're crazy. Motorcycle people, they're weird. Yeah. And uh, we have rain going on in the background, so if you're hearing it, it is my favorite kind of day. 
What is it? Hail? I mean, what the? No. It's just big, big raindrops. Fat rain. Yeah. Big old fat big old rain. Big old fat rain, yeah. <laughs> Dead from what, Papnico? By talking with an upstart faction, for one, in the presence of slaves, for two, he will know. You're speaking with the Caligalluses again? No. I am Caligalus. No, 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 Cropolis. Okay, that was, that yeah. was, that was yeah. terrible. He was like, I've got a lot wait, to do. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Papnico. Uh, I understand your predicament for uh, for sure. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Walter Bass is really. <laughs> I am like so nervous right now. I'm sweating. <laughs> what did you drop? Roll for initiative. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>